You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Week nine is upon us. Basically, the midway point of the NFL season is here, right? Eight weeks before week nine, eight weeks after week nine. So this is basically the dead center of the season, and it's Thursday night. So we're going to get two podcasts in this week. There wasn't a ton of COVID action or injury action going on. You know, I've been saving the podcasts for Saturdays because often there are, you know, COVID implications or too many injury implications to even get out a podcast that would not be like immediately stale. Um, so, you know, let's just run down some cash game considerations and then maybe a pivot or two at each position. Uh, to start off, I think Kyler Murray is interesting. Um, you know, without Kenyon Drake, uh, the thing is, I like Chase Edmonds a lot, and that might get me off Kyler Murray. Like, I think Kyler Murray's fine. He's running the ball like a madman. He has like 60 yards a game, basically, but he's kind of priced up. You have Russ right under him, who has, quote-unquote, been cooking, and I think the most favorable matchup and, you know, spot for a quarterback in the pay-up range is Deshaun Watson. Since Bill O'Brien's been fired, he's been an animal. Um, he's ripped off four 300-yard games, multiple touchdown games in those as well. So it's just, you know, I, I think the, the savings for Watson is definitely going to be something that we look at. Um, I like Justin Herbert too, but probably more in tournaments for him. Um, we have to see what happens with Matthew Stafford. Chase Daniel potentially for 4K is something to at least consider. Uh, but then there's really nothing in that mid-range that I'm too, you know, in love with. I do think my favorite pay-down option is going to be Derek Carr. Um, you know, the Chargers are giving up the second most raw points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, last week was an anomaly, right? They played in like a monsoon with 40-mile-an-hour wins. I think this week we will see, you know, something more along the lines of his last three games. You know, he played really well against a great Buccaneers defense. He went for 280 and two against them, hit the 300 yard bonus in the two games before that against Buffalo and Kansas City. So cars actually look pretty good. He has the horses, you know, now that rugs Aguilar have stepped up a little bit and then Darren Waller. So I think Carr is a solid play if you're paying down at quarterback. Okay. At running back, McCaffrey looks like he's going to come off IR but I think he is going to be eased in. Hopefully they don't ease him in like the Packers eased in Aaron Jones because, you know, he got like the first five touches of the game tonight, and that was somewhat contradictory to uh, what the reports were. So at the top, I think Dalvin Cook's going to be massively owned, rightfully so. The Lions give up the most fantasy points to running backs. They just get absolutely gashed on the ground. He just had 30 carries in a game against the Packers. I mean, 
You know, we saw this last season with Cook. They weren't afraid to use him a ton. We saw it in the middle of the season. Uh, I should say at the beginning of the season this year as well. He had a couple games where he had like 25 carries and, you know, went over 130 yards and, and had multiple touchdowns. So he's definitely capable of these smash spots. So I like Dalvin Cook. Um, I, I think I'm going to shy away from Derrick Henry, at least in cash. Um, I love James Robinson in tournaments. I don't know if he's going to be popular, but I think the only way that they can beat the Texans is if they really control the ball and, and give him a ton of touches. Um, from there, Chase Edmonds, man, he is about to take over that backfield. And, I mean, he was already getting like four or five targets a game. And now he's going to add, you know, maybe 15 touches uh on the ground to that. I think 20 touches is well within range for Edmonds in this spot against the Dolphins. So he is definitely a cash game consideration. Um, And then like we get into this no man's land range where I really don't like anybody. Um, I think Antonio Gibson is a really good tournament play. Uh, And then, you know, maybe DJ Dallas, if Chris Carson sits, we already know that Hyde is out. Um, I just don't, and then there's like a couple situations that we are monitoring, uh, the, the Giants running back situation. I think potentially Wayne Gallman is a play if Freeman is out again. Um, the Dolphins situation, both Brita and Gaskin aren't going to play, it looks like. So, uh, probably more to be decided at the running back spot. Um, David Johnson as well. Uh, I know we're already looking at rostering Watson, but, you know, Johnson's getting upwards of 20 opportunities in some games, and, the, you know, the Jags really are struggling on defense in all facets this year. Here is where the issue is going to come in. So last week we had a ton of value open up at wide receiver, right? We rostered Kendrick Bourne. We rostered Denzel Mims. There was other guys out there for under 4,500 that, I didn't personally roster, but we're absolutely viable in cash. This week, there isn't at least evident, uh, supremely evident plays in that low dollar range. In cash, I think Julio Jones is in play with Calvin Ridley likely to miss. Obviously, Keenan Allen, he's bumped up to 7K, but he just commands such a workload in that Chargers offense. Tyler Lockett, price has dropped to 6,800 just in time to face the Buffalo Bills defense who gets absolutely smoked by slot receivers, right? Everybody tries to avoid Tredavious White on the outside. I mean, if you look at if you look back at the, the Bills, which receivers they've given up a ton of points to, it is the slot receiver every single time almost. So I like him a lot this week. Uh, Terry McLaurin's in play. The Panthers wide receivers, I think, uh, could be in play as well. The problem there is Christian McCaffrey's back. We don't know how much Mike Davis is going to be used. You know, there might not be enough pass volume to go around. But this game script, uh, I worry about it just a little bit because the weather looks like it's going to be uh, a bit iffy there. So not huge on Carolina or Chiefs pass catchers really I, I think dj shark is one of the dj shark is one of the most intelligent pivots uh, of the season this year i think he's going to smash at low ownership in tournaments um not confident enough to say 
that he is a cash game play. But now here's where we get into a little bit of trouble because the receivers under 4K that we're going to try to look to for value are really not popping for me. I mean, you know, Jerry Judy's gotten a lot of opportunity at 4,700, but I still he hasn't really capitalized on it. Um, Russell Gage, if Ridley is out, will probably be popular. I think that's a smart play. Um, Laviscus Chenault at 4,200 with a new rookie quarterback uh, coming into the mix. You know, he gets some carries. He gets some short passes. I could see him faring well. Darnell Mooney has played exceptionally well over the last few weeks. You know, he hasn't seen less than five targets since week two. Um, doesn't, you know, he, he gets a bit more of the deep shots, so he's not like a safe floor type player at 3,900, but, you know, one catch could get him 75% of the way there. Um, if it's a touchdown catch, could hit value on that one catch as well. We are likely going to have to pay down at one of the running back positions, though. Now that I go through this, there just isn't enough value at receiver opening up currently that I think we can play. You know, like last week, we played like an 8K running back with two mid-6K running backs. I just don't see that happening this week unless we get in Derek Carr, a punt at defense and a punt at tight end, which, you know, makes the lineup a bit iffy in its own right so um we'll see how it shakes out at tight end i think there are three pretty evident plays if you're paying up darren waller again against this chargers defense uh, i think this game just has a lot of shootout potential so darren waller even in a monsoon he was targeted six times last week and, and did pretty well with five catches uh, Mark Andrews, I think, is a great pivot in tournaments. He probably has the highest likelihood of scoring more than once on this slate, to be honest, and his price has dramatically dropped. Noah Fant, uh, I mean, he has seen, you know, he was injured in the middle of the, the season there in weeks five and six, got a little bit nicked up, but he has 43 targets in six games. You know, he's averaging seven targets a game. Last two games, he's at nine and seven targets. He's had a 10-target game. And, you know, Drew Locke isn't the most accurate quarterback, and his dot is pretty low, right? So he's catching, like, seven balls for 50 yards or, you know, five balls for 40 yards, something like that. But he's at 4,600 against the Falcons. You know, they're in a dome. Falcons are giving up a ton of yards through the air, I think Fant is squarely in play at 4,600. And I also think on the other side of that, Hayden Hurst with Calvin Ridley out, some targets to go around. Hurst has been pretty steady over the past, you know, few weeks. think uh, he could definitely, I mean, he's seen seven targets over the last two games. And I think that can continue. He's gone over double-digit DraftKings points four times uh, this year, and three of his last three have been over double-digit DraftKings points, so I think he is in play as well. All right, last spot, defense. The $4,900 Steelers are, I mean, I guess we could play them in tournaments, you know, just, I mean, they have the a very clear shot at 20 fantasy points. I think it's well within 
their range of outcomes. So I don't mind going to them in tournaments just to get a little bit unique. I don't think there's going to be a ton of ownership on a 5K defense. My favorite defense of the week is probably the Washington Redskins, uh, excuse me, football team, for the love of God. They have one of the biggest discrepancies of offensive line versus defensive line. They get after the quarterback. The Giants give up a lot of pressure. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. I could see that game getting a little bit out of hand. Um, The Texans against a brand-new quarterback, uh, even though their defense hasn't been great, I think they could put some points on the board. The Cardinals against Tua, you know, kind of coming across country after a huge win, letdown spot here for the Dolphins, and Tua, who really didn't play well. You know, he kind of got bailed out by the defense all game, uh, had like one of the worst quarterback ratings uh, ever graded, I think I saw, by PFF. Something like that. Um, and then the, the cheaper teams, I, I like the Lions and the Vikings. You know, they're playing each other, but I think both defenses have a shot at putting up a solid game at basically minimum price. Uh, the Lions can really get some pressure on Cousins. And then obviously, you know, you throw Chase Daniel into the mix without Kenny Galladay. It's pretty looking pretty grim for the Lions offense as well. All right. I'll be back on Saturday with the Core 4 and any updates that I see in the next few days. Talk to you then.